Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 7th of February. History has been made at the Beijing Olympics overnight with Jakara Anthony winning gold for Australia in the final of the women's moguls. The flawless performance breaking a 12-year gold medal drought for the Aussies at the Winter Games. Here is Jakara just moments after the historic win on Channel 7. It's been a dream of mine my whole life and to actually achieve it is like, it's incredible. And we'll have more from the games later in sport. In other news this morning, a new bombshell twist in the texting scandals rocking the federal government and the embattled Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Former Federal Labor Foreign Minister and New South Wales Premier Bob Carr last night claimed on social media the mystery senior minister behind the damning text messages with Gladys Berejiklian that called Mr Morrison a psycho was Peter Dutton. Mr Carr adding via Twitter the prospect of a leadership change pre-election is real. Mr Dutton has hit back saying Mr Carr's claim is baseless, untrue and should be deleted. It comes after more damning text messages from Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce were leaked over the weekend where the then backbencher called the Prime Minister last year a hypocrite and a liar. The Nationals leader says his perspective on the Prime Minister has changed since then but opposition leader Anthony Al Albanese isn't buying it. Barnaby Joyce has said, oh, that was a year ago. I've got to know him better. Hang on a second here. That was after Barnaby Joyce had served in the Cabinet for over half a decade alongside Scott Morrison. With Parliament resuming this week and a federal election looming, Deputy Nationals Leader David Littleproud has come to the Prime Minister's defence. Here he is on Channel 10. I don't always agree with him. Uh, and in fact, we've had some pretty good Barneys over the years. Uh, but he's always looked me square in the eye. He's told me from his perspective the truth. Uh, he's never lied to me and I, and I can quite categorically say that. Cleo Smith's parents have broken their silence on what happened to their four-year-old daughter when she was abducted from a remote campsite in WA last year. In an exclusive interview with Channel 9, Ellie and Jake described the first hours as a nightmare, not knowing where their daughter had gone. Ellie also revealing how their daughter may have been lured out of the tent. She tells us that she was taken because um, her baby sister was sick. And so she needed to be taken away from us so then we could help her baby sister. We're going to eventually have to find out everything that's happened and we're going to have to carry that as well. Terence Darrell Kelly has since pleaded guilty to kidnapping the four-year-old from the blowholes campsite near Carnarvon. The federal government is set to make a decision on when Australia will finally reopen its borders to international arrivals and tourists. The Prime Minister has hinted discussions will get underway this week as government officials weigh up the latest health advice. Tourism Accommodation Australia CEO Michael Johnson says visitor numbers in cities across the nation have dropped off significantly. We were hopeful that in February we would see things lift but of course there's still that government encouragement for people to work from home if employers to allow employees to work from home so our CBDs are very quiet and and as such that means that there's no corporate travel. 
Meantime, and a new financial incentive to help kickstart the New South Wales economy. From today, millions of parents can access $250 worth of vouchers to use on entertainment, recreation and accommodation. The five $50 vouchers are available via the New South Wales Services app. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To WA and a number of homes and properties have been destroyed as authorities battle four out-of-control bushfires. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. It's been a horror few days for fireys and our regional communities as four separate blazes burn across WA's southwest, Great Southern and Wheatbelt regions. Thousands of hectares have been burnt while one man has suffered critical injuries after trying to defend his home. It's understood the man suffered burns to 60% of his body. Department of Fire and Emergency Services Commissioner Darren Clem says teams are still at the scene assessing the damage. Rapid damage assessment team uh, has identified uh, four homes uh, that have been lost uh, to date uh, and one that's been damaged. They're also reporting another four structures that have been lost and one of those is, is damaged. Meantime, local authorities, police, main roads and the Department of Fire and Emergency Services are working to check the afflicted areas and clear them for people to return. To Queensland and millions of students across the state will head back to the classroom today after the return to school was delayed for two weeks. But authorities are concerned about the number of eligible children still not vaccinated. Our Brisbane reporter David Shiraz explains the state's chief health officer is now warning a COVID-19 outbreak is inevitable. Good morning, Tash. That's correct. Dr John Gerard has fronted the media and says when the outbreaks do happen, the shutting down of schools is the last resort. More than 350,000 Queensland kids are yet to get the jab, with only 39.2% of children aged 5 to 11 vaccinated. One in four teenagers are still to get vaccinated, figures which compare poorly to the national target. School starts today with new rules including mandatory masks for those in high school and a suggestion of mask wearing for the younger ones. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Monday morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Fear and anxiety are set to return to the stock market today and it's all because the US got a better than expected jobs report. Yeah, very good economic news can be bad news for stocks and that's because a better than expected jobs report implies a booming US economy, which will drive up inflation. And now it looks like the US central bank will not only raise interest rates possibly seven times in a year, the first one could be half a percent rather than quarter percent. Quickly rising interest rates can really hurt stock prices, at least in the short run. And back home now, Peter, COVID-19 tests will not be free unless Labor wins the next federal election, but they certainly will be tax deductible for workers and businesses. Yeah, that's right. In a speech today, the AFR says Treasurer Josh Frydenberg will announce that businesses and individuals who need COVID-19 tests simply to work will be able to claim a tax deduction. This covers both PCR and RAT tests, and there will be no fringe benefit tax implications for businesses that buy them for their staff. Plus, the government is expected to announce within days that the international border will open to foreign tourists.
And Peter, Facebook's share price dropped last week, meaning it created the biggest one-day drop in value of a company in history. Extraordinary losses, but why? Well, Facebook is now under the name of Meta, which includes Instagram and WhatsApp. And last week saw the company report a loss of $10 billion for 2021. This resulted in a 26% slump in the company's share price, reducing the value of the company by, wait for it, 230 billion US dollars. The loss was blamed on new competition and Apple imposing new privacy changes that hurt advertisers' ability to target ads to potential customers and measure the effectiveness of those ads. A new dawn is coming. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, as we reported earlier this morning, history was made in Beijing overnight with a golden night for the Aussies at the Games. Yes, certainly was. Jakara Anthony is the star of the show, our newest gold medalist in the Women's Moguls event. It's the first time we've won gold in that event and our first gold medal at a Winter Games since 2010. And Tora Bright, who won that gold, uh, was there to congratulate Jakara, who was just elated, said she's relieved as well because she went in as one of the hot favourites. Her form leading into the Games was sensational. And then throughout the qualifying rounds and the final uh, she was virtually flawless, had to hold her nerve there at the end, but her final run was what got her the gold medal. So great effort for Jakara. And our most successful day at a single day at a Winter Games, we took bronze in the snowboard slope style event. That was Tess Cody. And the curling team, they don't get a medal, but at least they finished their campaign with an upset win over Switzerland. That's there and Australia's first ever win in curling as well. So a great day and a great night in Beijing. Yeah, absolutely sensational performance from the Aussies to cricket. Now, gosh, this scandal continues, Brett. Justin Langer appears to have taken quite a dig at those who didn't like his coaching style. Yes, his lengthy resignation letter uh, has been uh, revealed or leaked to the media. And obviously he's proud of his achievements coming off a, a win at the T20 World Cup and the Ashes as well. He said that his life has been built on values like honesty, respect and truth. But if that came across as too intense then he's apologised. So a not-so-subtle dig, as you mentioned, at those that perhaps thought that he was a little bit too intense. Now, uh, media over in England are now speculating that he could take over as their coach, Chris Silverwood, uh, was dumped after their uh, defeat in the Ashes series. So we'll see what the future holds for Justin Langer. That would be interesting. And the Aussie women's side wrapped up a dominant Ashes series, Brett, with another win over England. Yeah, and we started this series uh, talking a lot about Elise Perry being left out of the T20 side. She showed her class in the one-day arena uh, yesterday in Melbourne, starring with the ball and the bat, snared three for 12 with the ball, England out for just 129. Then she top-scored with 40, and we reached that target within uh, 36 overs. So an outright series win for Australia. They had already retained the Ashes, but they finished that uh, that series in style with that one day yesterday. So a great effort for our uh, Aussie women cricketers. Another massive weekend in sport. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And the Queen has celebrated her Platinum Jubilee over the weekend, marking 70 years of service. The 95-year-old monarch spent the day privately on Sandringham Estate with the major celebrations to be held in June. Her Majesty thanking the public for their support in a written message saying, I remain eternally grateful for and humbled by the loyalty and affection that you continue to give me. Queen Elizabeth II also surprised many with an announcement over the weekend saying, 
saying it was her sincere wish that Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, be known as Queen Consort when Prince Charles eventually becomes king. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.